Hi, and welcome back to the Multifaceted Athlete with Coaching Lutz. I'm your host, Kelly Lutz. I am a USGA certified running and ultra running coach and certified strength and conditioning specialist. I am so excited to have you here today. We'll be talking all about running, aspects of running, strength training, and anything else that makes us humans who do sports. So let's dive right into this episode. I hope you love it. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Multifaceted Athlete. So to be honest with y'all, I debated not putting out an episode this week. I'm recording this on Halloween. Happy Halloween. And so this will come out tomorrow because y'all know our release date is Wednesdays. And I just didn't really have a topic planned for this week. And I thought about doing like a listener question episode, but some of the questions that I want to uh, cover, I want more prep time. (laughs) So it's less of a, uh, thrown together episode and more of a put together episode. So some of the things I do want to cover, just if anyone's curious, is like creating an annual training plan, um, race plan, since we are getting to the end of 2023, which means a lot of you are thinking about 2024, how to set up your racing schedule and planning your seasons. I know some of you might be thinking about doing a strength building block over the winter. That was one of the questions I got on Tuesday, Tuesday today. Um, As a reminder, if you follow me on Instagram every Tuesday, I answer questions that you submit all day long. Tuesday, Tuesday, very cute name. Shout out to Audrey for coming up with that for me. (laughs) So that those are two of the topics I want to cover eventually, but I feel like I need to do those topics justice, especially because they are more important this time of year and especially talking about a strength building block. There's a lot that can go into that. So yeah, then I was like, maybe I should just not release an episode because I don't really have, there's not too much going on over here. Uh, uh, I'm still injured. (laughs) Some of you may know that. Actually, I haven't really posted much about it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I think it is good since I'm in it right now, um, describing like since the last time I talked about my foot, what's been going on and showing that injury recovering isn't a linear process because that's always a good reminder for everyone. And I have a great example right now of it. But yeah, I was like, maybe I should just skip this week. I have a guest coming on next week. We're recording that early next week. So it should come out Wednesday, if not the following Wednesday. So I've been preparing for that, honestly, more than figuring out what to talk about this week. But as JK likes to say with his podcast, a lot of it's just about being consistent and committing to being consistent, which is, you know, what we preach as fitness coaches too. And I find that it's a lot easier to do that with running or strength training or like anything like that, like showing up to do those things feels a lot easier than something like this, which is technically content creation, especially being a business owner because content creation is a very important part of being a business owner in this day and age. So I've been trying to do a lot more with Instagram and obviously the podcast is included in content creation. So 
sometimes I feel like if for the podcast specifically, Instagram is less so. Instagram, I can just like throw something together, post it and not think about it anymore. But for some reason, to me, the podcast feels more important and more like if I'm going to get on here and talk for y'all, it should be something of value, which maybe I should stop assuming that just because I don't have a planned topic, you won't get any value out of this. That could be a good lesson for me to learn. But that's kind of why when I don't have something I want to talk about, a topic that y'all are curious about or like a guest coming on or a topic that, that I've wanted to talk about or basically any plan for the podcast, it makes it harder to show up for the sake of consistency, even though I have made a commitment to you to release an episode every week, uh, except for around the holidays, I'm going to probably take a week or two off because, you know, everyone needs some time off. But yeah, that was my thought process going into today's recording. So I guess let's just talk about, let's just talk about injuries. So if you listened to two episodes ago, um, or even my race recap episode, I mentioned, and two episodes ago, I talked about the foot issue that I've been dealing with. So for those who haven't listened, quick catch up. At the end of my race, where I dropped at 37 and a half miles in the last four or five miles, every time I would start to run, the top of my foot would start to hurt pretty badly. And so after the race, took a week off of running, first test run, pain kind of immediately came back. And actually, that's all you missed because the last episode was two weeks ago, which was a couple days after that first test run. So since then, I have been, I took 13 days off of running since that last one. I did my next test run this past Friday. So what day was that? October 27th. So, and the one before that was October 14th. So as you can see, lots of time in between the running. And in between those two test runs, I have been strength training three days a week because that doesn't irritate the top of my foot. If my foot is already hurting, I can still feel it during lifting, but it doesn't make it worse. So that's one of my criteria for doing activities. Does it make it worse? Uh, either during or after the activity and worse is subjective obviously I have been going by a little bit like if it gets a little worse that might be okay but if it makes it a lot worse and like on the pain scale my personal pain scale if it exceeds like a five that's not good and we probably shouldn't do that activity so anyway lifting is in the clear it's been going great I am working on getting my deadlift strength back because I love deadlifting and back in 2021 I think 2022 early 2022 I don't remember what year it was I think it was early 2022 I did a dedicated deadlift strength block to try to increase my one rep max there's probably some podcast episodes about it I think I'd have to check Sorry, this is not very prepared of me, (laughs) but I had a lot of fun doing that. I really love deadlifts, if you don't know, and during that strength block, I think I did 12 weeks 
uh, focusing on increasing my deadlift strength specifically. And I started with a run one rep max of 185 and I ended with a one rep max of 205, which is also my personal all-time PR for deadlift. So not saying that's what we're going to focus on this winter, but I've been trying to do some heavier deadlifts during this time while I can't run. But that only really takes up part of one day of lifting. I'm still trying to be, each day is a full body day, meaning like I hit all of the movement patterns for the most part. I talked about it a little bit on lifting, running, and living with JK. And I tried to use chat GPT to help me make a lifting plan and it didn't work out too well. ChatGPT tried to get me to repeat day one on day three instead of giving me a new day with new exercises, which not super helpful. It took a, a little bit of tweaking to get some other exercise ideas from ChatGPT, which at that point I should have just spent the time to use my own brain to do it. But here we are. So we're doing that. I have been dabbling in biking. I have a Nordic track bike here in my house, so it's very easy for me to do that. I just don't really like biking, to be honest. But last week on, I think midweek, I did a bike ride and then my foot hurt more afterwards. So then it made me question if I could do any kind of cardio because biking is no impact and if I can't do biking or like if biking hurts my foot elliptical also bothered my foot the one time I tried it to be fair that was like two weeks ago so who knows right now that was honestly really discouraging because the less that I can do something like biking or elliptical the more running fitness I'm going to lose as much as we love strength training it's not doesn't translate to running like biking or elliptical will, you know, working on the cardiovascular system. And with biking, I can still do, well, when biking doesn't hurt, I can still do workouts, which is very beneficial for running. Uh, Obviously not keeping with running, keeping with, what am I trying to say? Not, it's not the same as a running workout, but you can work your heart in the same way. Uh, Not the same way, similar way. You know what I'm saying. So that was very discouraging. And sometimes walking still hurts, which sucks. Uh, Yeah. Basically, there have been very few days where my foot doesn't hurt. And that might be the hardest thing to deal with outside of the fact that I can't run consistently like I want to because, I mean... I know some of you out there deal with like chronic pain, which this is not, but it's just, it's hard to get through days when there's just a low level of pain, in my case, in the background, sometimes not even the background. It's more in the foreground because it hurts quite a bit. Although to be fair, my pain hasn't really gotten above a five, five out of 10. So it's just something I notice all the time and I know some of you can relate to this. When you have something that hurts, for whatever reason, I sometimes unconsciously, subconsciously, I don't think about it, 
I just start moving my foot in the way <laughs> that makes me feel where it hurts to test if it still hurts. And this happens many, many, many times per day. So I, I went to physical therapy yesterday to see Sarah again because Sarah helps a lot. And I was telling her that like every 20 minutes, I'll just like wiggle my toe. My big toe is moving my big toe is when I can feel the pain on the top of my foot. One of the movements. So I'll just let all of a sudden start wiggling my toe. Won't even be thinking about it. And it's like, what brain, what do you expect to have happened in the last 20 minutes? Do you really think if it hurt 20 minutes ago, all of a sudden it's not going to hurt anymore? Like this is not logical, but I can't help it. It just keeps happening. And where was I going with this? So that's been a struggle, just dealing with it hurting pretty consistently over the past two weeks. Today, I will say it feels pretty good, but that is partially because I went to physical therapy yesterday and Sarah stuck some needles in my muscles and did some scraping, did some massaging. So things are a little looser today. And today I went to the gym and lifted, which we already said does not aggravate this. So we're doing good. And yesterday I did a bike ride that actually didn't hurt, which is encouraging. So anyway, back to the timeline of running. So last Friday I did another test run. And the first test run that I did after the race, I didn't go into it with any plan structure. I was just on a three mile loop and I was like, let's run this three mile loop because previous to the race, a three mile loop is a very easy run for me. And it's a fairly flat loop that I was on. So I was like, I should be able to run three miles. No problemo, you know? So obviously it was, there was a problem. So this time, I was like, okay, maybe the continuous running was a little bit too much for my muscles and tendons that were annoyed from the race. So going into this one, I made a plan to do five-minute run, three-minute walk, and four rounds of that. So 20 total minutes of running, but d dispersed with walking breaks so that it's not a continuous stress on my tendons and muscles and they would get a little break. Because sometimes walking does bother it, but in general, walking doesn't really, it's like a very low level of pain if it is present. So those walking breaks were, in my mind, crucial and would help a lot. So I did the whole run walk. It, for the most part, the average pain during the run portions was around a two or three. It did spike up to four at some times. But, you know, it was like, it was there. It was definitely there. It wasn't the worst that it's been. I would say it was better than the first test run where it got pretty high up there as I continued to run. But not great by any means. And then after the run, my foot kind of hurt more than it did before the run. Not kind of, it did. Because going into this test run, like I said two episodes ago, I think I was waiting for two consecutive days of virtually pain-free days for the most part. And so before the run, my foot didn't really hurt. It hurt a little bit as, you know, injuries do, but it wasn't, wasn't very high, maybe like a one or a two on the scale. 
But then once I ran afterwards, it got up to three or four and then it just kind of hurt for the rest of the day. I did do the run in the afternoon, so there wasn't too much time left in the day, which was kind of nice, but it did hurt for the rest of the day. And then the top of my foot where um, kind of like the peak top of my foot is where my ten- the tender spot is. It was painful to touch, which whenever there's something tender to touch on my foot, I freak out because that could be a stress fracture. But we are pretty sure this is tenderness in nature, not a stress fracture. Also, the spot has moved from where it originally was when it first started hurting in the first test run. So, yeah, this is a lot of details about my injury that maybe you didn't need, but you're getting. So that was last Friday. And then last Saturday, I wasn't planning on doing anything that day because one, It was snowing here in Colorado, uh, which is very exciting. I love the snow. Well, I love the snow when it's not days upon days with sub-zero temperatures. So, and we were driving into the mountains to Georgetown to go on a trick-or-treat train ride and dressing up in our costumes. So, I have a Charizard onesie, which is also, if you're coming to the group run tonight at PR Labs, I will be wearing it. Tonight, I mean when this episode comes out, Wednesday night. So we went there and I was wearing boots because it was cold. And those boots didn't have as much flexibility in the top of the foot area like my running shoes do or my lifting shoes. So it was kind of like constant pressure on the top of my foot, which like I mentioned is the tender spot. So my foot really didn't feel good for most of the day Saturday. So that was a little concerning. It actually got so annoying that I ended up taking ibuprofen that evening around 5 p.m. And then that made the pain go away, which was nice. But then Sunday, after a painful Saturday and then taking ibuprofen, I woke up and the pain, I didn't feel it if I wasn't moving my foot, which was an improvement upon earlier that week. And... It was like a low grade two or three when I was walking. And like I said, it had snowed. We had a snowy weekend. And I didn't want to miss running in the first snow. So one of the things that over the past couple of years I've started doing on our first snow of the year is making a snow angel. Obviously, you don't have to run to do that. But I just kind of do it in the middle or towards the end of a run because I'm out anyway. And there's not really like, we don't really have much of a yard, which would be the natural place for me to do it. And I put it up on Instagram. So obviously you have to record it. So anyway, I really wanted to do another test run. One, because I wanted to see how the foot would react doing a run two days after the other test run. I kind of wanted to prove to my brain that I didn't need to take another two or more weeks in between test runs in order for my foot to feel better because the way this has been progressing I took a week off that wasn't enough I took 13 days off that wasn't enough to make the pain go away so then my brain is like well obviously you need to take more time off between the next runs so one I wanted to like combat that line of thinking and do a test run two days after the other test run Two, I wanted to run in the snow 
I love running in the snow. Uh, it's peaceful. It's magical. Less people are usually out. And yeah, so I went out and I was like, we're going to see how it feels. We're going to try this. If the pain goes above a five, we'll call it quits. So I started on a paved path around our house, uh, around our neighborhood, and the pavement did not feel good. It hurt quite, it was like a three or four on the pain scale, which is, you know, getting up there. So then there are also a couple of dirt trails, not like, technically they're trails, but they're like kind of next to the sidewalk, um, next to a canal. Uh, so I decided to try running on there because that it was covered in snow. It wasn't plowed because it's a dirt path. So it was basically running on the snow and we got six or seven inches. So quite a bit of snow and it hadn't melted yet because on Sunday it was one still snowing, two cloudy. So the sun wasn't out yet and three, it was like 20 degrees. So quite cold. So the snow was all there. Some of it I got to run on snow that hadn't been run through yet. So fresh snow. But as soon as I started running on the snow, there was like very minimal pain. There was low level, like maybe a one or two. But for the most part, I ran three quarters of a mile continuously without pain. And yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. I love running in the snow. And this was just kind of like, ugh, such a nice break just to be able to run without pain for the first time in a while. And I ended up running for 22 and a half minutes total on that run. And that was great. So third test run went better. And that could signify that maybe I just need to find some softer surfaces. The test run I did on Friday, so two days prior to the snow run, was on crust, crushed gravel. So not as hard as pavement, but not super soft either. And yeah, so that's the last time I ran, which was two days ago because today is Tuesday. So after that, my foot hurt a little bit, but honestly, it didn't get too bad. And I'm trying to remain hopeful now. I'm trying to figure out, I think the hardest thing with coming back from an injury is one, the progress isn't linear. Two, the progress isn't always like logical. Like I was saying, you could do a run on Friday and it's not great. A run on Sunday, it's pretty good. And then a run on, I might try to run tomorrow on Wednesday and that could go either way. And I think the hardest thing for me is not knowing what the best consistency going back into running will be and how my foot will react. So there's just a lot of the unknown. That's what I'm trying to get at. The unknown is the hardest part because it's not consistent in how my foot feels with running. I am hopeful that we're on the up and up now because lifting doesn't bother it. Biking yesterday didn't bother it. I loosened the Velcro on my biking shoes because I have clip-in shoes, so they have three straps of Velcro, and I think the previous bike ride that 
did cause my foot to hurt worse. I think I had them a little too tight, so there was too much pressure on the tendons, which irritated them as they were already irritated. So just continuing to experiment really, (laughs) which I guess is some advice for anyone going through an injury. All you can really do is, unless you know, like bone injuries are less like this. You know you need to be off your feet for a certain period of time for the bone to heal. Soft tissue, tendon issues, they are less straightforward in my experience. And this is not medical advice because I am not allowed to give medical advice. I am, that's not in my scope. So this is just anecdotally from what I've seen and and experienced myself. Okay. So it's a lot of experimenting with what makes it feel worse? What makes it feel better? What tweaks can I make to make it feel better? Uh, And then the biggest thing is just being patient, which is not my strong suit, honestly, at least not in my athletic career. But that's, that's what we're dealing with right now. And hopefully next time that I talk about what's going on within my own running, there will be more running and less talking about the top of my foot that hurts because this is very annoying. I don't know if I mentioned this last time I talked about this, but I did have something very similar, if not the same, back in 2020, but it was my other foot. And so I'm loosely going off of how I returned to run back then, but this one is already not behaving the same way, which probably shouldn't surprise me. The last one, when I took two weeks off of running, and that was basically all it needed. And then a conservative return to run. So running, pretty much I did run walking every other day for a week and then converted to continuous run and then slowly increasing the length of time at which I was running, um, continuing with every other day to allow for that day in between for, you know, not uh, running impact and stress recovery. So that is probably what I'm going to do once running feels a little better. I might try to run on some trails, see how that feels since they are softer than pavement and crushed gravel. So maybe that'll be an update this weekend. TBD. There's just a lot up in the air. And the uncertainty is the worst, especially because I have the 5K in January in San Diego that I am excited for and I really would like to train for so I can try to run fast. But, you know, we can't control these things. And I got a free entry to that race. So it's not trying not to put pressure on myself. I can just do it for fun. I can, that is a thing. I can do it for fun. (laughs) Even though in races, I tend to be, well, in shorter distance races, I tend to be competitive with myself. So that's what I'm navigating right now in relation to running. But yeah, hopefully you got some value from this. Somehow I ended up talking for 28 minutes. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, Next week will be a guest episode, which will be very fun, I think. 
this is assuming that I edit and record the intro and all of that in time, which I should be able to do. But if not, it'll come out the Wednesday after. But yeah, just getting ready for winter. Winter season. Winter is a... It's interesting because winter, we all tend to slow down in our athletic endeavors as runners. Unless you start doing like winter sports. In that case, you might ramp up. (laughs) Um, But then like business-wise, winter is not slow. Because as a coach in the fitness space, you know, January is a very, very busy month. So that being said, if you have been curious about coaching or thinking about coaching and you're thinking about it now, I highly recommend that you reach out. We start chatting because January tends to be the busiest time of inquiries. So if you're thinking you might want a spot with coaching, I would recommend starting the process now to reserve your spot, even if you don't start until 2024. But yeah. Okay, I think that's enough for one episode. If you aren't already, follow me on Instagram at Coaching Klutz. You can also DM me any questions, comments, concerns. Or you can email me at kelly at coachingklutz.com. And I hope that you had a great Halloween. I hope that you're not too sad about the impending time change this upcoming weekend. Personally, I'm very excited. I love standard time. We don't have to get into that right now. I could go on forever about standard time. And I know a lot of you love daylight savings. So let's just, we'll table that. Anyway, thank you for listening and we will talk soon. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review everything you do for podcasts wherever you listen to them. It helps me out immensely and helps other people find the show and just spread my message. And if you haven't already, connect with me on Instagram or TikTok at Coaching Klutz. You can also find me at my website, coachingklutz.com, if you're looking for my coaching services or any of my running programs. And I will talk to you all next time.